Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the biggest headlines in reality TV and pop culture. How the heck are you? The vibe's off. I'm faking it till I make it right now because I don't know what it is. I don't know if actually I do know what it is. I was just in South Africa for 10 days where it was beautiful, blue skies, 90 degree weather. So now I'm in Northeast Ohio where it is, it's like colorless outside. I was going to say it's gray. It's not even gray. Gray is a more attractive color than the colors that I see outside in Northeast Ohio right now. It's cold. It's rainy. It's windy. It's snowy. And my fiance is in Mexico. The audacity. Can I just say I hate being left alone in my apartment to spew? I have no idea. No idea how I made it eight months twice in the pandemic when David couldn't come to the United States of America because I'm losing my marbles. It's been three days and I'm going clinically insane. So send some T's and P's. We're going to try to get the vibes up. I already decided after I recorded this podcast today, I'm going to Target and I'm going to strut like you mean it. Free your mind, cheetah girl style down the aisles of Target because I think that will give me the boost of serotonin that I need. I want to say thank you to um, our lovely listeners that joined the Patreon page last week. I'm stalling because I'm trying to find who did it because I'm going to call them out by their name. Say my name. Say my name. The vibes are off, but I'm also on one a little bit. Let's say hi, Kate, Olivia, and Laura Zafni. Thank you guys for joining the Patreon page. You know, I love you like a sis. We have... Fun stuff today. Like I said last week, I was going to try to get Dana on to talk about Hollywood's obsession with Ozempic, and we did. She's here. We're going to be doing a deep dive all about it and talk about celebrities like Mindy Kaling, Kim Kardashian, Kyle Richards, and what is going on because you've seen Ozempic everywhere. But first, let's get into our pop three. The biggest headlines of the week, Paris Hilton is a mom. You guys, the way I love, the way I love Paris Hilton. It's like those early 2000s reality stars that really just hit another level in my heart. It's the Paris Hiltons of the world. It's the Kristen Cavallari's of the world. And to see Paris Hilton had a baby, ugh, I stand every time. Nobody really knew, although there there have been whisperings for a long time. I remember there was a moment in like 2021 where it was like Paris is pregnant and she wasn't. But the very next day, she dropped a podcast launching a new business or something of the matter. And I was like, that girl, she is not the dumb blonde that you make her out to be. Because she never came out and said, no, I'm not pregnant in that moment. But she knew everyone was going to listen to her podcast to see if she was pregnant. (laughs) Um, But she posted an Instagram photo of herself holding her baby's hands. Her nails are very, very light blue and a blue little heart. So I would assume that means that she has a baby boy. My question is, was Kathy Hilton trying to cover for Paris having a surrogate? Because remember two months ago or so, Kathy was talking to news outlets saying that Paris and her husband Carter were struggling to conceive. She was doing an interview with E! News and she was like, it breaks my heart. And Paris, oh, I have the quote because I'm prepared. She said, it breaks my heart because I know she is trying and trying. And I always say, just relax. So many people, they struggle and it just doesn't happen like that. Paris is like, huh? 
in response to that, she said, I don't know where she got that. It's never been a struggle at all. And then she added that she and her husband had been stocking up and had tons of embryos that they have all just been waiting for IVF. So clearly at that point, the baby would have been cooking and Kathy Hilton surely knew about it. So I feel like Kathy was just trying to, you know, cover up the fact that Paris was getting ready to have a baby. We're all assuming that it's a surrogate. I mean, hello, it was a surrogate. Nowhere confirmed, but hello. She was just singing Stars Are Blind on Miley Cyrus's Rockin' New, Year e- New Year's Eve. I'm super happy about this. Love her. So happy for her. Headline number two, love is blind mess. It's always a mess. It's always a mess on Netflix. Not sponsored, just obsessed. So Natalie and Shane from Love is Blind season two fighting. All kinds of words being thrown around on Instagram because Shane is going on perfect match and Natalie says they were still together during this show. So there's this new show, Perfect Match. It's coming out on Netflix on February 14th. It takes nine different reality shows on Netflix and is putting them all together. It's like a Bachelor in Paradise for Netflix. You have people from The Circle, Love is Blind, The Ultimatum, Too Hot to Handle, um, all of these other shows, right? Shane's there. Bartice is there. Damien is there. Oh, it's going to be rough. So this all started in the comment section of Natalie's TikTok because somebody asked her thoughts on Shane starring on Perfect Match. And Natalie responded and said, he was casting for the show in November of 2021 while we were in a relationship, obviously behind my back. So hell yes, I will be watching. LOL. Shane responded via Instagram story where he was like, I'm going to set the record straight once and for all. He shared these screenshots of text messages allegedly between him and Natalie. I mean, it says Natalie at the top. It's got a picture of her. And then he says Natalie to the person. So unless there's a Natalie clone running around in the streets of Chicago, that Shane likes to set up from time to time. I think that he was really talking to Natalie. And in the text messages, it says from allegedly Natalie, I really want you to enjoy life because this show for you is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And he like responds to her and says, I love you, Nat. So can we all just agree? They were texting each other. So after Shane posted the text messages, Natalie then went on her Instagram story to clarify the timeline. So she said casting agents for perfect match approach, both of them, Shane and Natalie for the new series in September of 2021. Apparently the casting agents did not know that Shane and Natalie were secretly still together trying to work on things after splitting on love is blind. According to Natalie, both she and Shane declined the offer, but she later found out that he didn't decline. So they're both getting approached at the same time. They're both secretly dating and they're like, oh, we got to decline. She says no, but allegedly he did not say no and continued with the casting process. So Natalie says 
while Shane was filming the new show in February 2022, he texted me numerous times he wanted to leave midway through filming because he still had feelings for me after we saw each other for the first time since our breakup at the reunion show taping. Then she says, knowing there was little hope for our relationship and how excited he was to do another reality TV show, I encouraged him to continue filming and tried to pacify the online backlash for him through my interviews and on social media. It doesn't end there, folks. That's not all, folks. He then posts a screenshot. This is Shane now on his Instagram story. Doesn't show Natalie's name, but it was like right after all of this happened, saying, you know, sharing text messages on the internet in Illinois is illegal. And then right below it, a screenshot of an article, and I'm paraphrasing here because I couldn't find his exact Instagram story, but Remember on After the Altar last year, according to Natalie, there were incriminating text messages between Shane and Shana or incriminating DMs. So he he's like comparing the two situations. Natalie texting him saying, sharing text messages on the internet is legal. And then copy and pasting this headline, Natalie says, Natalie shares text messages between Shane and Shana, whatever. But she didn't actually ever share them. I just want to throw that out there. Shane and Natalie are your friends from college who started dating freshman year, but they're both from the same hometown. So they have all this history and then they get to college and the world is your oyster. You know, there's like so many girls running around, so many guys running around and they just keep cheating on each other over and over and over again. And they're, they're sobbing one minute. I hate you. You're the worst. And then the next minute, in the next breath, like mid kiss with another guy, they're texting like, I love you. I can't stop thinking about you. you. Natalie and Shane are those people to me. And I wish that it would just, I wish it would just stop. Y'all, y'all know the end to this story. Y'all know your college freshman friends don't end up together. Sure. They got two labradoodles together to always have the cord because they can't cut it. But they're certainly not in love. They're certainly not soulmates, but they got the two golden doodles and they're stuck for life. Let's move on to our third and final headline. And this isn't necessarily reality TV, but I would put this in the pop culture category because influencers in the wild are our new celebrities. The tart trip to Dubai. This had to have been all over your TikTok for you page because it was all over my TikTok for you page. 50 or so influencers flew business class on Emirates. $13,000 a ticket with their plus one to spend a couple days in Dubai. Trying on makeup, riding ATVs, you know, tanning, walking around in the desert. Alex Earl was there, Meredith Duxbury, Monet McMichael. Influencers had these huge villas. Tart gave them clothes, gave them makeup, you know, in hopes of publicity to create brand awareness. So uh, I want to say it was confusing, but it's really not all that confusing to me. It's like Tart wanted all these TikTokers to post videos, and that's exactly what they did. Was it beneficial for them in the long run? We'll find out here in a second. But Tart founder Maureen Kelly, you know, did reveal why they did it. She said, the reason we brought them to the desert is because it's a busy holiday season. You guys work really hard, and we thought you deserved a break. Take a breather. Take a deep breath. Girl, stop. 
You wanted Alex Earl to take a five-minute snoozer in Dubai? No, you wanted Alex Earl to post all about her trip to Dubai, sponsored by Tart. Hashtag Tart. It was getting tons of backlash online, tons for being tone deaf, so much so that Maureen Kyle actually did an email interview with Vogue Business while they were on the trip because it was getting such big backlash, saying every day, every day brands make decisions about how to spend their marketing budgets. For some companies, that means a huge Super Bowl commercial or a multi-million dollar contract with a famous athlete or musician. We've never done traditional advertising, and instead we invest in building relationships and building up communities. We hope that as people see what we're doing together and what we're all about. They'll understand and have a stronger connection with TART. This TART trip, it very well could have all been sponsored, although I couldn't tell you where they stayed, what they did, anything of the sorts. I can tell you they used their shape tape, a little dabble do ya right under the eyes, hashtag TART, and then they went right back to their Makeup by Mario Foundation, their Charlotte Tilbury Contour Wand, and their Rare Beauty Blush. How did it work out for them? Tart right now, if you look on LinkedIn, is hiring for a director of brand marketing. Full-time hybrid, 130 to 160K a year. Send in your resis. Just don't recommend an influencer trip that was worth millions of dollars in hopes that more people will buy your products. There's nothing like the feeling of being confident in your own skin. It's something that I have struggled with in the past, which is why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best with no complicated routines, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. Right now, I'm using the OS1 Eye Topical Supplement to help strengthen and firm the skin around my eyes. So far, I've noticed it has improved hydration and improved firmness. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTOX at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTOX. After your purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support the show and tell them I sent you because I love you like a sis. Okay, the deep dive. I told you guys last week, we kind of dipped our toes into the Ozempic pool. What is going on with this Hollywood obsession with Ozempic that is allegedly making celebrities drop weight really fast? IG Famous by Dana talked about her last week. She is the expert and she is here to join MPT now to do the deep dive. Hi, Dana. Thank you for joining MPT this week. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Your Instagram, which is IG Famous by Dana, is one of my favorites. You're an expert on all things celebrity cosmetic surgery, weight loss. How did you get started doing this and how did you become the expert? Well, I've always worked in that med spa plastic surgery space anyway. I have been over wellness um, parts of med spas. I became a manager of a med spa. And then I did consulting work for med spas and plastic surgery and realized there was a lot of stuff that people didn't know people were getting or what, you know, celebrities were doing. And my page came that way. 
Yeah. And you have over 250,000 followers. Uh, You're just so popular on Instagram. And I think it's because you see people all the time wanting celebrities to be real and authentic and tell the truth. And it seems like they always do the opposite of that. But I feel like what you're doing is even though some of it might be speculation, Mm -hmm. like you said, you, you know what to look for in these things. And it's kind of, um, lowering the mask that a lot of celebrities put up. And I mean, everywhere you look these days, it's Ozempic, 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 Ozempic. It's taking over Hollywood. First, tell us what it is. So it is a GLP-1 agonist. It's called semaglutide. That's the active ingredient. And it is a medication that suppresses your appetite, suppresses cravings, um, increases your insulin sensitivity, which also helps you burn a little bit more fat. It, it's just a really interesting drug that we have on the market. All of us in the health and wellness field are really, really excited about it. There are other GLP-1 agonists that have been on the market for a while, like Sixenda, but this one is a little bit stronger. And now we have Moonjaro, which is even stronger. So definitely very interesting. The primary reason of it for though is diabetes, right? It's a diabetes. Oh, no, it's not. What is what's like the primary reason for it? So Ozempic um, is the one that's FDA approved for diabetics. Wagovi, exact same. It's semaglutide approved for weight loss. So they are both for the treatment of diabetes and obesity. Mm. Okay, okay. And although you see a plethora Hollywood celebrities that you know, don't have diabetes, who would you who do you suspect is using it right now? Who kind of have you heard potentially is? Well, I would honestly venture to guess that anyone that you're seeing that is suddenly dropping weight, especially if in the past they've talked about struggling with their weight, you've seen them in and out of the gym, working out really hard, dieting, all these things. And in the last you know, calendar year, basically, they've shed all of that weight. Mm-hmm. I would venture to guess that they're most likely getting that help. Um, you know, I posted about Mindy Kaling. That is to me a a really big one. And not to say we don't know that she doesn't have diabetic values or anything like that. So it's really hard to tell. You can't really look at someone and know if this medication is exactly for them. Just saying. Right, right. But as soon as you said that, you know, that is what it's used for. Mindy Kaling is actually the first person that came to mind. Um, and, Let's talk about not only her weight loss, but her plastic surgery, because I feel like the two kind of go hand in hand when it comes to her. We saw her 20 years ago, and I think I saw a side by side of her on your Instagram page, and it is a drastic change. Yes, but it's actually perfect work. It looks like she's been doing just a little bit of tweaking here or there for the last 20 years, and she looks amazing. She looks exactly like herself except when you see her side by side, you see how different she looks now. And in my opinion, even better than she did when she was in her, you know, mid to late twenties. That's amazing. Yeah. And this is not at all to knock plastic surgery. Like I don't want it to come across as that at all. But like I said earlier, I think that in the world of celebrities, especially reality show stars, when you pretend like you didn't have things done and it's pretty obvious, we could talk about Kim Kardashian, maybe Kylie Jenner. That's when I think your reputation starts to lose value in the court of public opinion. Um, what are your thoughts on on Kim and what she's done and maybe what she's been doing lately? I mean, 
I would like to know every single thing she's ever done. I feel like that would be the most amazing and also ridiculous list. I'm sure that (laughs) she does things that even I've never heard of because it's, you know, just something that is so rare, something that people don't really care about. Um, Maybe she'll write a tell all one day. That would be amazing. But I always joke, what hasn't she done? And she looks (laughs) great. Um, Somebody else that specifically we've been talking about with Ozempic lately has been Kyle Richards. She's gone through quite the body transformation. She's always been super, super tiny, um, but we've never really seen her posting these bikini photos, these workout selfies, and all of these reports have come out that she's like denied, you know, denied being on Ozempic. And you had a theory that she was on something similar. Let's start there because I know that this story has progressed a lot over the past couple of days. So initially she was adamant that she, she just said no Ozempic, never Ozempic, never Ozempic. For example, I'm on compounded semen glutide. I'm not on Ozempic. I'm not on Wagovi. I'm not on Nunjar, which is technically a terzepatide, but that's also, you know, in the same kind of class. I could theoretically say, I've never been on Ozempic. I've never been on Wagovi. And that'd be technically true, but I'm on compounded semaglutide. So I was saying, she keeps saying not Ozempic, but that doesn't rule out everything else. And you speculated, what is it, Monwarno? It's Munjaro. I didn't speculate that. Someone said that there was like a very high profile blind item that suggested she was on Munjaro. And I was saying something like, I figured it was something like that, like not Ozempic because I'm actually on something else. Right, right, right. And um, she has now said not Munjaro. But again, there's Wagovi, there's um, compounded semen glutide. There's also liraglutides, which is what my sources told me that Kim started on, which would be like Victoza or Sixenda. So there are other options. There are a lot of, I think there's like six GLP-1 agonists out on the market, you know? Yeah. She, I actually read earlier this morning, you know, she's saying that all of these claims are not true, that she did, you know, no alcohol, no sugar and no carbs and is just working out. What's your thoughts on her saying that? Initially, she said, I've just been working out every day. And she said, running yoga and cycling. And then she said, I haven't had carbs, sugar, alcohol, whatever, all the things. I don't disagree that she's been working out. She's been working out in front of us for five or six years. Like since she's become friends with Teddy, she has been work. We've seen it, right? We've Mm -hmm. seen her work out. I know she also did Teddy's all in or she let Teddy help her with her dieting or meal planning, which all in is basically a starvation diet. I don't know if you've ever looked at it. And she still has never been as thin as she is now. Never, ever. But in the last six months, suddenly she's much, much, much thinner. And do I believe that she's, you know, cut out the majority of like alcohol and what she considers junk foods? Probably. But that's also how semaglutide works. Semaglutide makes you feel fuller quicker. Semaglutide helps you with cravings. A lot of people report that they're drinking less on it, even smoking less. I know um, I don't really have like crazy sugar or sweet um, cravings, but I have zero, (laughs) very little cravings at all on it. So she's probably doing that, but is probably aided in it. I want to touch a little bit on um, Teddy's all-in program. We've all 
heard about it. We've all seen rumors about it, but I actually have never really dug deep into it. Have you? And what can you tell us about? It's it's like a it's a weight loss program, right? An accountability program, right. but they also had to follow pretty strict eating instructions. Yes. So a while back, people leaked the plan. So on top of, I think they had to work out once or twice a day, can't remember, and they're supposed to check in with their accountability coach. And after every meal, like, you know, talk to their accountability coach, that's what they do. But if you look at the meal plan, um, one thing I remember was like, if you're still hungry, just drink bone broth or like chicken broth or something like that. And I'm like, so if you feel hungry, you had to, you know, two workouts today. And if mm-hmm. you, I don't want to say anything like inaccurate about the plan. So I can't remember exactly what breakfast was, lunch was, but when I tell you, it's like very small portions, very little food. And then it's like, if you're still hungry, drink chicken broth. I was like, Oh my God. No. Yeah. Just not. No. Especially, especially when you're a public figure and it, it's almost like she has to believe in her heart that that's okay to put it in there, you know, to make that a part right. of the plan anyway. So it's almost like, can you even scold someone who doesn't think that what they're doing is wrong? Of course you can, but it's like, are they going to actually see the fact that it's wrong? Well, the thing is, is that she's not a registered dietitian, which I am. Um, she's not a healthcare medical provider. And so there's no repercussion in terms of like taking her license away. So if I were to put out that plan, it's quite possible I could have my license revoked, you know? Mm. But what I think is, is that it worked for her. That's how she lost the weight initially. Mm. If you remember, she was a little bit bigger. Now she has a fantastic, very fit body. I think that she did that plan, whether she created it herself or worked with someone, I have no idea. And now she just tells everyone, this works for me. It can work for you too. And there isn't really any repercussions for her. I want to talk about another housewife that people are speculating some type, Heather Gay and her black eye. Heather Gay and her freaking black eye. There are tons of theories out there as to how she got it. Somebody punched her in the face. She fell on the sink. But there was a theory out there that she got bad Botox from Beauty Lab and Laser. What do you think of that theory? No. (laughs) So the way, if you've ever seen bruising from Botox. It is there. It does not look like that. It is not so dark and so concentrated and it doesn't swell. Mm. Like you might have, you know, some bruising, especially in like a delicate area like the eye, but it doesn't cause swelling. It's just like from the injection site, the amount of swelling that's in her eye and how concentrated it is like in her eyelid, it looks like blunt force trauma, honestly, to me which I don't even think it's someone hit her with their fist. I'm thinking it's either like an accident, like an elbow, like mm. something more like pointed or smaller. She fell or something like hit a yeah. bedpost. I don't know. But that is not something that happens with Botox. And there's only one injection really that we do like a Botox like on the eyelid and that's to open up your eyes more. It still would be, it would not look like that. Let's just say that. Yeah, because I thought the swelling, like being on top of the eyelid, I was like, who who would get an injection on top of their eyelid that would cause that swelling? There's nothing I've heard of. And I made a little video about it, I think, or talked about it. And all of these injectors were like, yeah, nope, this is not something I've ever seen in all of my experience. And some of these are 
some of the biggest and best injectors in the country. So before we go, I want to just talk a little, a little wrap up about Ozempic. Why do you think it's taken off so quickly in Hollywood? Because everyone wants to be thinner. I mean, that's part of their image. A lot of Hollywood um, is put under a lot of pressure to be smaller and thinner, whatever it is. Mm. And it's a very, very helpful tool. Is there like major side effects that if, if and when one day these celebrities stop using it, they might be in trouble? I've heard rumors maybe that you, you gain all the way back as soon as you get off of it. Well, you would not gain all the way back as soon as you get off of it. And it, it doesn't matter how you lost the weight in any case. It is every single diet, every single way that you lose weight. If when you get off of it, you go back to eating how you were, overeating, whatever it is, you are going to start gaining the weight back. It's never going to be immediate, but it's definitely a lot easier to gain weight over the course of a couple months than it is to lose weight over the course of a couple months. So if they get off of it and they just free for all, eat whatever, do whatever, of course, we would expect you to gain the weight back. If they get off of it and they have changed their eating patterns, their exercise habits to where they're in maintenance mode, which means they're not eating more than they need and they're making sure that they are exercising, you would expect them to maintain the weight. Right. Do you... I heard that there was like a, I don't want to say a shortage of it, but that people with diabetes that actually need this medication are having a hard time getting it. Do you know if there's any truth to that? Yes. So both Ozempic and Wagovia, again, Wagovia is for weight loss. Um, They've been, basically there is manufacturing problems. A lot of medications right now, actually not just medications, not just pharmaceuticals. I don't know if anyone has been ordering like furniture. You're waiting like a year (laughs) to get your your couch in. There has been a lot of production um, shortages through from 2020, 2021 that we're still feeling. Some of it is because of labor. Some of it is because of, you know, parts or things that we were unable to get. So initially, a lot of Wagovi and Ozempic, they have um, a special branded pen. And it was the, the manufacturing of the pen itself that made it really difficult to get. So that, I mean, those shortages have been since March, 2022. Right now, of course, with, if there's increased demand, that's not going to help the situation any better. Um, but that being said, that was already happening before it blew up in TikTok or whatever, which was mm-hmm. really this past fall. Yeah. Well, Dana, first I want to say congratulations on all you do. I mean, as an entrepreneurial woman, just crushing the Instagram game, being the expert in this and being just such a delight to talk to. I just love seeing other women in this space like kicking ass and that's what you're doing. So thank you thank for you. coming. And, please- and I just I want to say I absolutely love your reels. Like they go through all of them. I love them. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, I love yours too. And if you guys want to go follow Dana, please do so. You're going to fall in love with her account just like I do. Tell everyone where they can find you. They can find me on Instagram at igfamousbydana. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. To wrap up this week's episode, I would be amiss. Amiss? Remus? Have no idea. I'm going to say a miss. I'm just going to be confident in it. I would be a miss if I didn't talk about the Bachelor premiere. Now, of course, full recap, top to bottom on tomorrow's Bachelor Brain Dump on the Patreon, $3 a month, and you'll get 
all the Bachelor content your little hearts can desire. We're just going to touch on the highlights. Uh, let's talk about Zach's first impression. You know, everybody was not that excited about Zach. I can't say that I disagree. And in my opinion, it's it's not really about him. It's about producers' lack of trying to get people to know and like this guy before they chose him to be The Bachelor. You can make anybody likable. You can make anybody unlikable in production. And I feel like producers, I've had this complaint about the franchise, honestly, since Matt James season. Matt James is a perfect example of a bachelor done dirty because you look at him on social media and you're like, he's so fun. He's so lighthearted. He's so carefree. He's dancing in the streets. He's trying pizzas on every New York City street. He's doing TikToks all the time. And then you got him on The Bachelor and we barely heard him say two words. So they're doing them dirty and they did Zach dirty. We didn't get to know him at all on Rachel's season. And while I don't think that he's like the life of the party by any stretch, I think he's a nice guy. I think he's a good guy. I think he's hashtag there for the right reasons. If we haven't heard that phrase enough, I would like to hear some more inflection from him. I feel like sometimes that's why people think he's boring because Kind of talks like the clear eyes guy. I'm just so excited to be here. I, it's it's lower though. I'm just so excited to be here. And I'm like, raise up the energy a little bit. But he can't help his voice. I'm not, Morg, be nice. He can't help his voice, you guys. And it's like, it, it's deep. It's sexy. I'm not knocking it. I'm just feeling like sometimes it gives, it gives low energy. The standout women to me, Charity is a star. Charity is the it girl. Charity walking out of that limo in that hot pink sequin dress. Oh my gosh. She's giving next bachelorette energy, and she's been there for 0.5 seconds. I also really like um, Christina. She was also in a hot pink sequin dress. She brought the party bus. Can we say the party bus moment was the best moment I've seen on the Bachelor franchise in years? First of all, her bringing it, great entrance. Second of all, the scene of all of them dancing and pouring champagne in each other's mouth on the party bus is like the happiest I've felt watching The Bachelor in two years. And we've had engagements, you know, but nothing did it quite like that party bus moment. I also really like Bailey, who got the first kiss of the night. Katie seems like a front runner. Front runner. I also really liked, speaking of limo entrances, um, Davia, who didn't get a lot of airtime. She just popped the champagne, you know, poured a little, a little here, a little there. And she was good to go. Uh, here's the tea. Actually, I'm saving the tea for the Patreon. Suckers. Because, you know, one of my friend's cousins is on this season of The Bachelorette. I have some tea about the limo entrances. So see you tomorrow. Uh, anyways, Zach, the kissing bandit 2.0. So long, Ari Lewandyke who was formerly the kissing bandit because Zach Shalcross is here. He's taken no prisoners. Seven women, seven, seven. Now one, he didn't necessarily want to happen. Obviously the kiss with Madison, but I will say I was most surprised by Jess and Zach's little makeout sesh at the end. 
just taking me a little bit by surprise. You know, I enjoy Jess. She got out of the limo. Her body was glittering to high heavens. She had her hair straight, very natural. Her skin complexion looked gorgeous to me. And this is not meant to be mean at all. She just feels more girl next door compared to all the, you know, pageant princesses, NFL cheerleaders that are walking out of the limos. And she's like making out with Zach night one. I was like, okay, Jess, get in there, get in there, get her done. I have never in my life said get her done. And I don't ever want to again. Overall, pleasantly surprised. I normally hate night one. I normally think that the limo entrances are the most boring part of the season because like, I don't really care. But I think they casted a lot of really good women. Like I said, Charity, a star. Christina, so funny. Even Kat, who's like unhinged, next level unhinged, shoving meatballs in her mouth. I like her. And I want to see more of her. All right, you guys, off to Target I go. Before I do, I want to remind you, rate this pod. Give it a five-star little boop, boop, rate, rate a do, rate a looski. I'm losing my ever-loving mind over here. I don't know what has gotten into me. I drank tea with honey. It had to be laced. It had to be laced with something. Rate the podcast. Join the Patreon page. We'll see you back here. Hey, birthday is coming up soon, the big 3-0. Can you believe it? And I have a special guest that's going to join the podcast that day. Can't tell you who yet, but maybe I'll give you some clues next week. Okay, bye. Love you like a sis. A Huda Media Production.